Hey y'all, welcome back to the Florida Basketball Hour. Um, as promised, did sit down with Kevin Brockway, longtime Gator basketball beat writer for the Gainesville Sun. We talked a little bit about Mike White's uh, program, Florida's basketball culture, and uh, what to expect from this team, which uh, was just picked fifth in the SEC by the media who have gathered for uh, SEC basketball media days. Maybe a little low. Um, but not as low as I've seen him in some preseason magazines. There's a couple that actually had Florida 7th, which I think is is a little bit ridiculous considering that that outside of Chris Chioza and Igor Kulichov, they, they essentially returned the entire team. Um, so without farther ado, uh, here's, here's my chat with Kevin Brockway. Thanks for thanks for giving me a little of your time. Um, no worries, no worries. I kind of I, I wanted to start just you know I think that there's really nobody that's had more of a front row seat to to watching what Florida basketball has sort of become than 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 you. And I know you're doing something different right now, and I think that's I think that's awesome. But what was that? What was that? You know, if you could sum up that process a little bit for for listeners, I mean, what was that like to see just sort of a parochial afterthought of a program become, you know, Florida basketball? It's a brand now. Well, you know, I hate to say this, Neil. When I got there was 2003. Billy Donovan had led the Gators to the Final Four in 2000, so I did come in at a time actually when uh, when they were playing well, but they were kind of after that first. Final Four under Billy, and going through that stretch, remember, it was the kind of the one-and-done stretch uh, where they were in the tournament. Uh, they couldn't get past, get to the Sweet 16. So I believe it was about four or five straight years after going to the Final Four in 2000. Uh, and then, you know, the 04s came, and 06 and 07, it was really magical that that group not only broke through to the Sweet 16, but won national titles. And it was really a group that was very selfless, and I could remember uh, Lindy's Magazine that year, 2005-2006, you know, back then the SEC had divisions in basketball, and uh, they were picked to finish fifth in the SEC East. Uh, they lost, you know, Matt Walsh, Anthony Roberson, uh, David Lee, uh, so they really, that group really came out of nowhere, but I always thought, going into that season, I kind of thought, you know, Lee Humphrey's a really good shooter. Uh, Torian Green had shown me some things as a freshman that year, coming off the bench. And by the end of that year, if you could remember, uh, you know, uh, Al Horford and, and Corey Brewer starters. And then, of course, Joakim Noah, who made the huge leap from his freshman to sophomore year, his freshman year, he had mono. So really, from there, it uh, took off in that magical run. And, and what a, you know, what, what a run it was of two straight years. And them coming back and, and doing it again as favorites in 2007 and um, you know probably Billy Donovan's uh, greatest act after that was you know the four lead eights in a row and then uh, finally getting to the final four in that fourth year in 2014 with a group that had you know no NBA draft picks yeah. uh, but was an all senior group and uh, was a group that was a lot of fun to cover and I still think Scotty Wilbekin probably should have been an NBA draft pick and nearly made an NBA team with the Philadelphia 76ers he was kind of the engine that made that team go and was, was more talented than a lot of people gave uh, him credit for uh, but uh, no doubt you know that was uh, that was a magical era and now we're, we're on to Mike White and, and he's doing some great things in recruiting recently as well so 
what was the hardest job? I mean, it's 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 not impossible, but it's very difficult to, to replace a legend. You know, ask Ron Zook. Gainesville, Gainesville knows a lot about that. But what what did you see from Mike White in the in the years that you got to cover him that kind of has helped his transition to where now it looks like he has recruiting humming. I mean, there's no guarantees that these classes pan out, but certainly, you know, there's a chance that that things are really headed in in a really positive direction. Yeah, no question. I, I think when Mike White was hired, if you remember, uh, there were a lot of people that were talking about Archie Bella, they were talking about Chris Mack, uh, who have obviously gone on to pretty good jobs in their own right, Archie Miller now being at Indiana, and Chris Mike Mack at, at Louisville after leading Xavier to some Elite Eight appearances. But I think what Florida identified in, in Mike White was someone that was similar to Billy Donovan in terms of his philosophy, in terms of style of play, up and down, running, pressing, which is, I think, what you need to kind of captivate the college basketball audience in Florida is an up-tempo style. And uh, I, I think they, they kind of hit a home run in the higher there in terms of that. And in terms of Mike's culture, you're seeing you know, very similar to Billy in terms of, uh, you know, uh, selfless accountability and uh, value on both ends of the floor, offensively and defensively. And, you know, in one of my last conversations I had with Mike, uh, I, I think he felt kind of like last year, the beginning of last year, he didn't push the team hard enough defensively going into the season. And then, of course, obviously they got a false sense of security, scoring 100 or more points in three of the first five games, feeling that they could just outscore everyone. And it, it took a, a while for Mike to drill into that team uh, to be accountable on defense, to be accountable on both ends of the floor. And uh, I think this year, going into this year, in my last conversation with Mike, he's really emphasized that earlier, even in summer workouts, that he wants his team to be grinding defensively from the outset. And I think you're going to see that going into 2018, 2019. I, one question, that, that's interesting, because at Atlantis, they're going to have to defend uh, the way the draw sets up. And and certainly, if, if they are fortunate enough to play either Butler or Virginia in the final, they, they would have to defend in those games. But it, it, what, they're going to be picked sixth or seventh in the league, I would imagine, maybe fifth at best. And they're going to replace Chris Chioza, probably one of the best players in the history of the program. I mean, are those expectations probably, those sort of fifth through seventh, are those reasonable expectations? Or maybe people sleeping on the way the team came together the last month of the season last year? Well, you know, I, I think, Neil, I mean, obviously the Chioza effect, for one thing, you're, you're losing a, a senior leader and a great point guard, but you're replacing him with a tremendously talented point guard, but he's still a freshman. And uh, I think we even saw last year with Shea Alexander, who by March was one of the best point guards in the league, but he really struggled in November, December, January. Um, so there's going to be a learning curve for Andrew if he indeed wins the starting point guard job, which I think he will, uh, kind of going along the way there. Um, so I think that's why there's some concern among, you know, national and, and maybe people that are predicting the SEC. I, I, I tend to think that they're the fourth best team in the SEC behind Tennessee, Auburn, and Kentucky. I do think that they'll be better than LSU and Mississippi State. I know some people think that LSU and Mississippi State might be a little bit better than, than them, but I don't quite agree with that. But uh, Blue Ribbon Magazine, and I wrote the preview, had them as a top 20 team, but also had probably about five SEC teams ahead of us. So that, that tells you the strength of the league, too, and how it's gotten better, certainly in the last three or four years, that you could have 
six or seven teams in the league in the top preseason top 25 in some publications. So um, I think there'll be some growing pains along the way with this team, but uh, I think certainly, you know, uh, the depth is there. And I think, you know, front court questions too in regards to rebounding. Um, you know, this was a team that was last in the SEC in rebounding. Marshall last year, they have to get st- tougher. I think Keith Stone got a little tougher at the end of last year, and I think you're going to see that carry over. Uh, but Kavarius Hayes has to get a little tougher inside and, you know, a little better with his hand holding out to those rebounds. They they do have, they should have Chase Johnson healthy. They should have, you know, I, Isaiah Stokes is a player I think people are around the program are pretty excited about. So maybe they're they're going to be a more difficult matchup for some teams this year, and just in terms of the combinations and rotations that that Mike could use. I know he said, you know, this is the first time he he felt like he had twelve guys on his bench that that he's got to figure out how to play. Um, you know, is there any merit to that that that, that makes them a little bit harder to? To defend because I think I think people kind of got comfortable in how they defended Florida and a lot of times they just run out athletes early in games and then settle into normal combinations uh, later in games because they knew hey Florida's got small guards and they struggle to rebound. Yeah, and I think too the, you know having that size in the backcourt a little bit more size. You still have Kayvon at six two, but Nemhard is six four. Right. Uh, so you have a little bit of more size. There. Michael Carter is six three. Uh, Jalen Hudson is six six as a swingman, six five, six six. And I think you know, based on everything that I'm hearing, Neil, I, I think he has a chance to have a really nice year. And I think he's really continuing to mature. And they're very happy with his progress uh, in terms of uh, valuing both ends of the floor and being a leader. Uh, and they're very high on what Jalen has done over the summer. So I, I think you're going to see. Uh, Certainly teams, uh, you know, I, I think they'll style, took different things at them. I mean, they may, I, I don't think you'll see many teams zone them, obviously, because of their shooting ability, but I think that, uh, you know, teams will extend them a little bit, and they're going to test Nemhard a little bit in his ball handling ability, but, uh, and certainly Michael Carter's ball handling ability, because if, if that's where he's got a weakness at the point, that's probably it, his ability to kind of bring the ball up and face pressure a little bit. So uh, I think you'll see some of that, and uh, I think Florida will adjust zone. I think Mike will. So uh, last question is going to be just, I mean, you've been around the, the SEC as it's become sort of a basketball, you know, strong basketball league, and, and you know, you've had the chance to go to these play. I mean, what's the biggest difference? Is it, is it just this wave of incredible? I mean, the league has some amazing coaches. Is it investment? Is it sort of an all of the above thing? Uh, you know, people look at Florida and say, "Oh, well, Florida can win. We can win." <laughs> I think you got to follow the money, you know. And I think it starts with football, and it starts with the SEC network, and you know, revenue checks in the league that have gone up from what twenty-three million a year to forty million a year. So you can pay better coaches, you can build better facilities. Uh, it, it, when I started on the beat in 2003, I think Florida was probably the only school that had a standalone basketball facility. Now they all have them, and they're all, uh, to be honest, probably nicer than Florida because they've been built later. later. But that's what's happened. That's how the league is. They, they've emphasized it. They realize that there's value in it. And uh, it's, it's a tough region to recruit, Neil, because I've always felt like the Southeast region you know, basketball is kind of an indoor sport in a lot of outdoor states. Yeah. Uh, because of it, because it's the Southeast. But you still have a lot of great athletes, certainly. And it's a very athletic league. You know, I mean, you talk to a lot of NBA scouts on the road and they'll tell you, that's the first thing that they'll tell you about SEC basketball players, great athletes. 
And, you know, what happens is when you have better coaching and you teach the skill to go along with that athleticism, then you have, and, you know, the basketball IQ as well, then you really have something. Then you have eight teams in the NCAA tournament, which is what they had last year. But, you know, I've seen it kind of funny because last year there were eight teams, right? But none had advanced past the Sweet 16. So now the league doesn't have any elite teams. Before, when Florida and Kentucky were in the Final Four and Florida and LSU were in the Final Four, it was, oh, the league is too top-heavy, and, you know, they get there because they beat up on all the weaker teams. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know which one it is exactly. But, uh, I think the SEC would like to have the parity and then see a team get to a Final Four. Maybe maybe this will be the year it happens where you have eight teams in the tournament and one gets to the Elite Eight or the Final Four. Kevin, thanks so much. Um, you know, I hope people... Stay following you at, at Gator Hoops, and hopefully you'll you'll join us some over the uh, over the course of the season when we get started next month. But good luck with uh, the new beat. Yes, yeah, news has been uh, interesting and, and challenging in its own right. But uh, I miss hoops, and uh, you know you might see me around in a game or two here or there. And, uh... I'll be tweeting a little bit here or there, too. I haven't, you know, like, uh, I'll be following the Gators, and um, now I can actually, as a, someone that's maybe not quite as objective, I can pull for them a little bit. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Take care.